sand castle with hardly a graze to show for it. And he's making north again now towards Sisseton, reported Hugh Berengar, elated by the news, to pick off the Empress's outposts one by one if only he can keep up this storm of energy. It was the one fatal flaw in the King's military make-up that he couldn't sustain action for long if he failed to get instant results, but would abandon a siege after three days and go off to start another elsewhere, squandering for no gain the energy devoted to both. We may see a tidy end to it yet. Brother Cadfail, preoccupied with his own narrower concerns, continued to survey the vegetable patch outside the wall of his herb garden, digging an experimental toe into soil grown darker and kinder after a mild morning shower. By rights, he said thoughtfully, carrots should have been in more than a month ago, and the first radishes will be fibrous and shrunken as old leather. But we might get something with more juices in it from now on. Luckily the fruit blossom held back until the bees began to wake up, but even so it'll be a thin crop this year. Everything's four weeks behind. But the seasons have a way of catching up somehow. Wareham, you were saying? What of Wareham? Why, that Stephen's taken it, town and castle and harbour and all. So, Robert of Gloucester, who went out by that gate barely ten days earlier, has it slammed in his face now. Didn't I tell you? The word came three days since. It seems there was a meeting back in April in Devizes between the Empress and her brother, and they made it up between them that it was high time the lady's husband should pay a little heed to her affairs and come over in person to help her get her hands on Stephen's crown. They sent envoys over to Normandy to meet with Geoffrey, but he sent back to say he was well disposed, no question, but the men sent out to him were unknown to him, name or reputation, and he would be uneasy in dealing with any but the Earl of Gloucester himself. If Robert will not come, says Geoffrey, no use sending me any other. Cadfail was momentarily distracted from his laggard crops. And Robert let himself be persuaded, he said, marvelling. Very reluctantly, he feared to leave his sister to the loyalties of some who were all but ready to desert her after the Westminster shambles. And I doubt if he has any great hopes of getting anything out of the Count of Anjou, but yes, he let himself be persuaded. And he sailed from Wareham with less trouble than he'll have sailing back into the same port now the king holds it. A good fast move that was, if he can but maintain it now. We said a mass in Thanksgiving for his recovery, said Cadfail absently, and plucked out a leggy south thistle from among his mint. How is it that weeds grow three times faster than the plants we nurse so tenderly? Three days ago that wasn't even there. If the kale shot up like that, I should be pricking the plants out by tomorrow. No doubt your prayers will stiffen Stephen's resolution, Hugh said, though with less than complete conviction. Haven't they given you a helper yet here in the garden? It's high time there's more than one's work here in this season. So I urged a chapter this morning. 
What they'll offer me, there's no knowing. Prior Robert has one or two among the younger ones he'd be glad to shuffle off his hands and into mine. Happily, the ones he least approves tend to be those with more wit and spirit than the rest, not less. I may yet be lucky in my apprentice. He straightened his back and stood looking out over the newly turned beds and the peas fields that sloped down to the Mioli Brook, mentally casting an indulgent eye back over the most recent of his helpers here in the herbarium. Big, jaunty, comely Brother John, who had blundered into the cloister by mistake and backed out of it, not without the connivance of friends in Wales, to exchange the role of brother for that of husband and father. Brother Mark. Entering.